Well, guys, welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and today I am privileged to be interviewing Alex Hands, who is the owner-operator of the Foolies Clothing brand. It's empowering Black millennials to foolishly live out their dreams while rocking gear. So, Alex, thanks for being on the show, man. How are you tonight? I appreciate it. Uh, my only request, uh, my homies call me Nemo, so you can reference me as uh, Nemo. So. All right. Nemo it is. Nemo it is. Cool. So, Nemo, when you got started, like, growing up, what was life like for you, and did you always want to be a business owner? Um, <clears throat> all right, cool. So, intro story is basically what we're talking now. Um, so, for those who don't know, my name is Alex, but friends call me Nemo. Um, grew up in Miami, Florida. Um, somewhere around maybe fifth, sixth grade, uh, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, she passed away when I was in the sixth grade. Um, and that was elementary school. Uh, when I got to middle school and high school, um, I guess I, I got tired of wearing like hand-me-downs and like, like old shoes and gear. And so I was like, man, it's a quick way to make money. You know, I don't necessarily want to deal dope cause that's just not my swag. I, I don't, I don't care to go to jail for this. Um, but I figured I could sell like chips and juice, you know what I'm saying? So my thought process was I saw hot Cheetos and Doritos and airheads. Yeah. And stuff. Um, I would have been a great customer. I love all that stuff. Exactly. And you know, when they say don't get high on your own supply, I used to eat all my own stuff as well. So that, that is a real statement, no matter what kind of uh, weight you're selling. Um, but yeah, so I would, um, you know, sell chips and juice, and that kind of became the thing. But I didn't think of it as, like, an entrepreneur because that was, you know, maybe 99, 2000s, I guess. I don't remember the time. Um, but I would just use that to make money, and I wanted to buy cooler clothes and kicks so I could, uh, you know, I guess appeal um, to my friends, the people around me. So I wanted to get the Iceberg T-shirts and the Reeboks uh, yeah. if you're from Miami. If you're from Miami, Reeboks are everything. So I wanted to get the Gangster Rees. Yeah. And I wanted to have the jerseys. I wanted to have the uh, throwback jerseys, all that stuff that, you know, that was super appealing. I wanted that. Um, and so I figured, hey, like I said, I would actually sell chips and juice to do that. And that became kind of like the beginning of, like, my entrepreneurship. Um, but I had no idea that it was going to evolve and turn into, you know, all this other stuff. But that was the fire that lit under my kind of heels, if you will. And then I like used to work at Wendy's. I used to work at car washes. The car wash was probably the greatest hustle ever, though, because really? you'd wash. So if you washed for my for my car wash that I was at, if you washed a car, it was three dollars. If you washed a truck, it was five dollars. Hmm. The owners would get like ten dollars a car or fifteen dollars a truck. And so that's where I started understanding like business even more because it might dang it, I'm only getting the $3 cut. I'm only getting the $5 cut. But I was still able to make maybe in a Friday and Saturday, maybe two, $300 wow. because, you know, I would mathematically map out like, okay, well, how much money do I need to make to do this or to buy this or to get this? Right. And then that wasn't counting tips. So I would mm -hmm. get tips, all of that too. So I would like clean everybody's car, like nobody's business and go above and beyond and like, really like you know hook them up with the air freshener and you know when i greet them it's like hey how are you my name's alex i want to you know and like that customer service swag it really had to kick up because i wanted a tip you know when i was done i wanted to make sure that i was actually getting 
something extra than just my three to five dollars a car or truck. So you go beyond and you develop relationships with the different drivers because they would come back and they'd be like, oh, I want I want Alex to wash my car. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you made a good rapport, you hooked them up, signed the rims, you made everything look pretty. At some point, they'd be like, oh, I don't want nobody else touching my car but him. Right. And so that's also how I made my hustle as well. So I tried to be the very best, you know what I'm saying, when it came to washing cars because I knew customers would come back asking for me. And sometimes people, the car wash industry is crazy because sometimes people come back and get their car washed weekly, every two, three days. Like some people love their cars. Right. But I'm back. You know, I'm the person they want to use. And I'm sure, you know, I never thought about it until like this moment. I'm sure some people probably dope boys and that kind of stuff. But in my mind, I'm just thinking cars. Yeah. And, so, and how you know, old were they, you when you were doing the car wash? How old were you? Um, That was probably anywhere between like seventh and like eighth, ninth grade. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, it was so long ago that I can't like remember the exact date. Um, but I thought I was at that. <clears throat> I knew I could only do that job because you had to be 16 years old to work at mm -hmm. an actual place. Because at the time, at least that was the age for a minor. So I think as soon as I turned 16, I started working at Wendy's. Mm -hmm. Once again, customer service had to be a big deal. Um, you know, I wanted to get out of the lifestyle of the car wash, and mm -hmm. I wanted to get a little bit more like legitimate. But when you got in there, it's like <clears throat> your shirt needs to be pressed. Your pants need to be, you know, ironed. You know, right. when you greet people, it's, hey, how are you? Welcome to Wendy. You know, saying like you had to really put on mm. um, not necessarily a show, but you had to represent the company as best as possible. Right. So <clears throat> interesting enough, while I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about how I've had all this customer service. Yeah. Um, so, but I just, I just didn't know. I didn't pay attention to it. But my thing was always go above and beyond. You know, always genuinely greet people and show everybody <clears throat> that they're important, that they're valuable. Mm -hmm. And that was always a thing. I just did that because it just felt like the right thing to do. I didn't, and I, I knew it would get me somewhere as far as like my job goes or, you know, bigger tips, like whatever that was, like, yeah. it just made sense in my head. So I did it regardless of what I got, but I just did it because it made sense. Yeah. So that's where all the entrepreneurial stuff really was getting birth once again i had no clue that you know later on i would start you know a clothing company and all this other stuff but that was the beginning that's awesome and just a quick shout out to the graphic beauty i see you guys on here uh david see you on here he says he loves your ninja turtle banner behind you so <laughs> shout out to that and i just thank you guys so much for joining us as we do this interview live but that's really cool nemo just about the customer service aspect you have, because I was reading some articles on you and how I, I believe that that's carried over even into how you run your company and the personalized notes and the personalized videos that you do. Um, but I discovered you, just to give you a little bit of context of how I discovered you, um, I was listening to the audiobook of Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushed It, and yeah. all the different testimonies that are in there and I'm listening and your story stuck out to me. Um, you know, one, because I'm a black millennial and that's part of like, yeah. you know, what, how you exist, but two, just the hustle you had, you know, from being on the couch and kind of being in the dumps in your head, getting yeah. up and doing something. And then you were, I would love for you to tell that story for those who don't know, you were watching the Emmys, I believe, and tweeted something or posted something and, got traction, turned into a t-shirt. Can you just kind of recap yeah. that story for us? 
Um, so for those who, you know, have no idea who this random guy is, um, so I have a clothing company called Foolies. And Foolies are people who are so passionate to live out their goals and dreams that they're called fools. Mm -hmm. And so my goal while I made this company in the inception, um, I was a rapper. And, well, I still rap, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but as a rapper, you know, saying, like, every rapper has an audience. And with your audience, like, they need an identity. So I remember starting to look into the world of like rapping and doing music and 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 actually googling when googling was like like kind of the new thing i was like how do you like how do you build an audience or like how do you like how do rappers build fans and so i googled something like that and then this article came up um about wiz khalifa and how like he had this uh movement or a group called taylor gang and everything that he did was wrapped around taylor gang so it was like you know i listening to Wiz and everything was like Taylor Gang or Die and that was kind of the thing and if yeah. you watch videos you watch a lot of his early stuff he would always be yelling out Taylor Gang so eventually um crazy enough I met a guy once I used to work at AT&T as well some more customer service stuff but um I met a guy who had Taylor Gang tatted on him and so like you know now like you know, from the moment I read that article to going in a little bit further into the future and seeing someone having that on them, I was like, man, coming up with a brand or an identity for your audience is super smart. So I was like, all right, cool. What I will do is I need to come up with a name. So me and my brother of another color and uh, another mother was like sitting down um, and, and just coming up with concepts. And I think we were doing a bunch of different stuff and somewhere we stumbled along the lines of like, man, this is foolish, man. We're foolish to be doing this. And then I think we kind of played around with the concept of like, yeah, we foolies. And then kind of like ran yeah. with it. Um, and that was just something I yelled out in my music. So every time I would start a song, I'd be like, foolies, it's the movement. And that was just kind of how we started the tracks. Yeah, that's cool. So that became part of the music. That became part of what I would yell out. You know, I eventually like ironed on the word foolies into like a dirty like white shirt and like we went to uh, Walmart got a laser like like not a we had a laser inkjet printer but we had to get like the printing thing where you can like print out stuff and then like iron it onto your clothes so that's what we did first and yeah. we just had a shirt that said foolies on it and like that was like our first tee and what I would do is I call it the Damon John effect I would put a shirt on a friend, take a picture of it, take it off of them, go to another person, put the shirt on wow. them, take a picture and take it off of them. Yeah. And then I would post these photos like, oh, man, people are buying their shirts. I was kind of flexing, but, well, I was very much so flexing, whatever. <laughs> um, At the start, yeah. And then eventually people were like, yo, we know you yelled that out in the music. Where can I get my fully shirt? So in my head, I'm like, oh, man, people want this? Like, at first it was kind of like a joke, but then people were like, oh, yeah, we want one. Um mm -hmm. So that's kind of how, like, Foolies kind of erupted out of music. But then yeah. fast forwarding to um, a lot of these days start to, like, really leave me. But around 2000, maybe 16, 2015-ish, um, I saw the Emmys and Re Regina King and um, I believe Taraji, um, like, or, or excuse me, T Regina King and Viola Davis. They both mm -hmm. won awards it was like their first like emmys and i think this was kind of coming off the backlash of like oscar so white and all this other stuff and these like award shows just not like highlighting black people so this came right on that high of all of that mm. and so i watched these clips of these two women speaking viola and regina king 
at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning, 6-ish, 6 6.15-ish. And um, I was moved. I was moved to tears. Wow. And um, I was like, man, I got to do something for these girls. Like, I don't know what I can do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just one guy. Like, I got this T-shirt thing. But, like, you know, and I started a company in 2011-ish. So, you know, for people who can, you know, see that, the track record. Um, and so I was like, man, I got to do something for these girls. I don't know. I was like, you know what? Like, I wasn't intending to put words on T-shirts, per se, but I wanted to make a graphic. Um, me and, the co me and like, my COO, her name's Kimberly. Um, she's like a biggest asset, you know, for my company now. Reason why we're even where we are is, you know, partially because of her. But I remember us having a conversation that we need to put out more content about the brand, even if it's not a T-shirt and even if we're not selling something, we need to still be encouraging people to live out their dreams because that's what the mission of Foolies is about. Mm -hmm. So whether, you know, because at first we were just posting shirts and trying to like, I guess flex, like everybody was buying a shirt all the time and that wasn't the case. But we got to a point where like, we need to be making content regardless of shirts being sold. And so kind of fast forwarding back to the, you know, the, the Viola Davis and the Regina King stuff, I just started writing out on a graphic, like, be strong like Regina, uh, like, right, like Shonda. Like, I was just thinking about all the dope black girls. Yeah. And it was, it was one of my homegirls at the time, um, um, Lachey. Um, and I might be getting the name wrong because, like I said, a lot of the stuff is, um, okay. uh, like, um, she has a blog and she goes by, like, Everyday Girl. But nonetheless, we were talking. I, I sent her some of the content and she was like, oh, well, you should do, like, Be First, like Taraji. And then, like, she came up with a couple more things. And then I sent it to uh, the graphic beauty who was actually on here. I sent it to her. It's like, what do you think of this graphic? I was like, you know, I, I want to post it, but I don't want to seem cheesy. I don't want to, like, try to, like, flex or whatever as if I'm riding some wave. And she was like, oh, this is dope. You going to make it into a shirt? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not trying to make this into no shirt. I just want to, like, post this graphic because a lot of our apparel – were just phrases like dream without limits, faith over fear. So it wasn't anything where I was putting names on tees. I was like, that's swag, whatever. I just want to encourage people. So I, w I just want to drop this post. Mm -hmm. uh, then I sent it to another young lady. I, I guess you can call them my uh, black dope women board directors. <laughs> I didn't, they didn't have a name, but that's just what it was. Yeah. And so I sent it to another homegirl named Melissa. And I was like, what do you think of this graphic? And she was like, oh my God, this made my day. And I was like, you think I should post it? She was like, yeah, you should post it. Um, so I posted it online <clears throat> probably like hmm, maybe 8 in the morning, 8.15, 8.30. It was right before I was going into work because I work full time. Yeah. So I went into work and the graphic, it was just a graphic and I was posted. And, you know, throughout the morning, like 9-ish, 9.15-ish, 9.30-ish, I was I kept getting pinged and buzzed on my phone. I'm like, man, did somebody add me to like some whack behind Facebook yeah. <laughs> promoting something to me? I'm like, man, why is my phone like buzzing or am I? Because I have an Android phone for all you haters out there with your iPhone. No, we got Android yeah. too. Shout out. We here. Um, so I thought maybe I got added to some group message because when iPhoneers add me to group messages, you just get a bunch of alerts and I can't really respond in the order that they want me to. So I was like, what is this? So I looked at the graphic and I saw like 30, 40 shares and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, 
Cool. And then somebody asked on, on the graphic, it was like, where's Lupita? Because it didn't have all these all the girls on it. So it was like, where's Lupita? And I was like, uh, maybe the next one I'll post, I'll put on. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, and then this young lady, her name is Lovey Ajayi, she commented on the post. And if you don't know Lovey, Lovey is like the black African, like, slayer of all things of the interwebs. Like, yeah. she's the... Um, so she commented on the post and she was like, Alex, is this your graphic? And I knew who she was. And I was like, yeah, is this mine or whatever? So I'm here like cheesing like a little school girl. And she, um, and then I think I messaged her or she messaged me and we were talking and she was like, you need to get your coins. So here's what we're about to do. She was like, I'm going to help you add some names to this. So she added like Queen Latifah, she added uh, the Shine Like Lupita, she added wow. a couple more names, and she was like, you need to get your coins. And so, funny enough, like my job, I was pretty much free most of the day, mm -hmm. but as she was talking to me, it was like maybe 11.30, 12-ish, 1-ish, all of a sudden, everything got busy at work. Like nothing was happening the entire day until this really? exact moment. So I was like, I was talking to my COO and I'm like, Kim, Lovey's hitting us up in the chat. I need you to jump. Like, I'm going to add you to this chat and I need you to talk to her because work is getting busy and I really want this to happen. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen, but I just want something to happen. And so Lovey put me on this site called Teespring. Teespring sells apparel and they actually ship it and send it to your home or whatever. So Lovey adds me. Or excuse me, then I add Kim, and Kim and Lovey's talking, and then they're talking about how to arrange a shirt and how to, like, style it, because the way they styled it was, like, important. Um, mm -hmm. And so they're talking, going back and forth, and then I guess they're like, all right, cool, we're going to make this into a tee, so they make it into a T-shirt on Teespring, and then Lovey posted it on her page for a couple hours, or I dropped it, or I think I dropped it in a comment section, because also, she shared the, so I didn't know that she shared the post. And so what started happening on her timeline, you saw women in the comment section like, is this a T-shirt? Where is this T-shirt? Take my money. Da -da 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 -da. You know, all these like black girl phrases. They're going off. And so, you know, all of this is happening and she's telling us to make the shirt. And finally, we, we you know, I'm literally starting to get hella busy. I'm immersed in work now. And my COO kind of finishes everything off. And then I go in and make a couple posts here and there. Um uh, with with the with the t-shirt so that was like 2015 2016 um cool you know what I'm saying it, a lot of waves happen things you know kind of sort of viral uh ava duvernay who's also on the shirt um she retweeted like the initial graphic not the shirt itself but the initial graphic so all these girls are tweeting and posting and sharing it um but then shirt drops and things happen um so what ends up evolving is that later you know 2016 2017 ish like i said i apologize for not knowing the exact dates because okay. um, a lot of it's a blur now but i think it was 2016 i get a email in february from essence hmm. and essence is like hey um we saw your apparel that kind of floated across our desk um we would love to be able to have you know maybe like a couple shirts, 15, 20 shirts to use at our event because um, we're going to have a young female choir singing. And with this young female choir, we want them to wear their apparel while, you know, yeah. at the event. Um, 
So I got it. I, I, when I got the email, I was asleep. At the time, it's weird, but I, I used to sleep on my floor because I had this whole thing about wanting to stay grounded. Nice. So I was like, I don't want a bed. I'm too comfortable. Like, I need to act like I'm grinding and like I'm at the, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that was, that was silly, but I was sleeping on the floor. Mm -hmm. So my so calls me. She's like, hey, Essence just emailed us. What are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. And like, I hung up the phone. So once I was like, oh my God, Essence emailed us. And like, I was like, so rude. And I was like, I'm sorry, Kim. Like, what, what are we what are you talking about? What are we supposed to be doing now? So, you know, everything happened with the Essence thing. So once again, fast forwarding, um, whenever they emailed me, they needed the shirts like next weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have these shirts on me. You know what I'm saying? I stopped like printing in bulk because it, it just got too stressful to have boxes and boxes of shirts in my house. Plus, right. you never want to piss a black woman off on like the time of her order. Like if nope. you ever want to ruin your whole swag, like make her order get there late and you yep. will never have a customer again. <laughs> and so um so with that, you know, she um so we worked everything out. I had to get her like shirts by the next like like either that Sunday or the next third like whenever it was, but the event for black women in Hollywood was coming up which they host. Huh. And so I needed to get her everything to be ready for black women in Hollywood. Okay. So I called this random company. I was like, hey, this is my situation. I need you to print T-shirts for me. But I need an ASAP. Also, I need you guys to ship these shirts over to L.A. because that's where the event is. And they're like, um, uh, I guess we could do that. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, do you want to see the shirts first? And I was like, I have no time to see the shirts. I just need this to happen. Um, and then I was just like praying and hoping, praying and hoping because they could have shipped the shirts and it got lost. Right. They could have shipped the shirts and it never got there. Or like, hey – we forgot, and it's still in our office. We'll get it there. But everything worked. They shipped it. I paid all the extras for it. Uh, a couple of my homies, my best friends, I have two best friends, and then um, I have this my, another homegirl I call my fave. So she, they all helped me to pay for this because I didn't have the money to, like, strum up 20, 30 shirts or 20, 15, 20 shirts. Sure. So we got all the shirts, sent it to LA. I crossed my fingers, prayed. Uh, to 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 like look guy look I don't know what I need I don't know if I'm anything wrong just forgive me please um so they get the shirts um and at the event itself um they show the shirt a couple of days um or they they at the event it happens first, but it's taped and then it's aired live later. Yeah. So um, I think I watched the stream or the like. Tried to watch through streams of the event, couldn't really see it. Tried to see if I can follow any hashtags of Black Women in Hollywood and see if somebody posts it. Yeah. Um, and um, we get a ping later in that day, and this ping is on Instagram. And, like, if you follow Essence and their content, their content is very polished. So everything is designed. You can tell they sit down with their design teams and make all this stuff. And they're not just posting haphazardly. You're not going to see any poor quality photos or just any random photo. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. But this thing is actually a group of the young girls who sang. Hmm. Hanging, at, hanging and posing with Oprah Winfrey. So she didn't have on a shirt, but the girls around her all had on the shirts. Wow. And so Oprah was trying to show the little girls how to take a selfie, I guess. Oprah wow. was trying to school them. 
And so I get this ping, and it's the girls with my shirt on next to Oprah, and they're all hugging. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I repost to my page and on my timeline. All this stuff goes crazy. So this is a very long story. I wish I could make a long story short, but this is a long story long, so I apologize. That's okay. So now we talk about the airing of the show. This event comes on, Black Women in Hollywood, it happens every year. So this event is now on, aired on OWN Network. So it's like Sunday, um, probably 8-ish, 9-ish. And so I'm watching the show, and I'm actually watching this show through my homegirl Skype uh, named Sasha because I didn't have cable. So I need to watch this show. So I'm watching this show through her Skype. She got her TV set up to look, or her, her laptop set up to look at the TV, and I'm on the other side. I'm like, please, I need to watch this show because I need to see if the shirts get shown or not. So the event happens and everything goes, but, like, I don't see the shirts at any point in the show. I'm like, dang it, man. Like, I guess they cut the segment. Like, I guess it just couldn't air. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, God, thank you. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. You know, I got that photo with Oprah. That's cool. Right. So, you know, we got a good run cool you know what you know as opposed to speaking life and be like no what's gonna happen like i was kind of like trying to just be on the best positive foot of thing but there was like a final like last five seven ten minutes and so the last seven or ten minutes was the girls singing so i'm like oh my gosh and like you know these girls have on my shirt i'm like oh this is so amazing my homegirl some pictures she's sending me like through like the tv to my actual like messenger or skype or whatever and then i had a certain i like said a moment where my heart fell in my like stomach because i was like but i put the logo on the back of the shirt oh for fool so i was like right so i was like you don't know whose shirt that is right. you know what I'm saying? that's anybody's shirt up there like that could be essence's shirt that could be on shirt like i done messed up so I was like, you know what, hey, you know, I know it was there. That's all I could go for. Right. But right after the show happened, I get a, another alert on Twitter. And I don't normally get, like, messages on Twitter because nobody really uses Twitter anymore. Yeah. But I guess Shonda Rhimes, I guess, somehow found out that I have made the tease. And she tagged me on Instagram. You know how you can send your Instagram post to Twitter? Right. So I guess you tagged me and it hit my Foolies clothing page. And it said, this is the guy who made the shirts, you know, go support him or whatever. Wow. So Shonda Rhimes with the heavy big boy retweet. Jeez. And like, at that moment, like, my timeline is going crazy. Like, all these girls, like, oh my God, take my money. Get take it now. I want, I want, you know, and like, these girls are going crazy. Wow. And so, wow, this is just like, Super incredible um, that all of this stuff is happening. And, like, this was just a graphic that I posted last year. And it wasn't supposed to be a shirt. And all this stuff that evolved into what, you know, saying, like, people are seeing right now. And Shonda with the retweet. So, like, that was kind of, like, the, like, cosign of cosign. Because I kind of felt weird about putting their name on T's. But, you know, my thought process is give people roses while they can still smell them kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And what also happened, too... So I didn't know, but one of the little girls who had on the shirt <clears throat> was the daughter of Erica Campbell. Wow. And so what started happening was Erica Campbell was super excited for her daughter to be wearing 
or not even wearing a shirt, but to be singing at Owns Black Women in Hollywood event. So that entire night, she was taking photos of her daughter Mm -hmm. and then posting it to her to her Instagram page. And every time she would make these posts, she would like they had photos with um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm -hmm. They have photos with like uh, Diana Ross's son. Uh, they have photos with Zendaya, like all these amazing women. Wow. But it was like product placement. Yeah. So then all these girls in Erica Campbell's timeline is like, what is this? Where is that shirt? I need to know now. And so like friends who follow them were tagging me like, yo, this is the guy. Go to his page, blah, blah, blah. So like that caused a whole nother wave of people coming back um to find out like what was going on or what is this guy doing and that kind of like all of this just like exploded yeah um so this like i said long story long yeah but like this is this all just came out of the fact that i just wanted to support and highlight dope black women because i just felt like it wasn't happening enough and i was like i can't do much i just got this you know small clothing company but I'm going to do just what's on my heart and yeah. I'm going to make a post and like, I don't care if it doesn't go anywhere or not. I know where my heart is and I yeah. know what I'm trying to do, which is yeah. to make sure everybody knows that black women ring bells and that they should be paid more or given more attention or should be running a company. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to highlight black women in Hollywood because yeah. I have a, I have a long-term goal where I actually want to fund black films. Hmm. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, <laughs> But I just know I'm going to be the guy that's funding black films one day where if they want to do a Get Out or Us or those kind of movies or they want to do a black superhero like a Black Panther, they don't have to worry about Hollywood co-signing and giving them money. They can just talk to me and be like, oh, you know, if Ava comes to me or maybe some up and coming director comes to me and she's like, hey, I got this amazing idea. I'm trying to do da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, cool. Does 2.5 million sound good? Like, I want to be able to get to that point where I can do that. So this shirt, essentially, not this one I have on, but the shirt essentially was me planting that seed Mm -hmm. into the black film industry. And that's why we highlighted Black Women in Hollywood. Because people were like, well, why don't you put Misty Copeland on a shirt? Why don't you put, like, just naming just dope black women? I'm like, look, I'm not taking anything away from those black women, but... I just want to be in this niche where I want to focus on black women in the entertainment space. That's how we started. And that's what we want to continue doing. I don't want to play around. Like I have other shirts that highlight Michelle Obama and a few other people, but for that particular shirt for, for a couple of these particular shirts, I just want to highlight black women in Hollywood because while they're doing a lot, there's not a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the sucky part is like, it's it's tough finding names sometimes yeah. for some of these shirts because they're not as evident as they should be. But this has also caused me to do research and find out who's running things behind the scenes. So, you know, this shirt became almost like a, a documentary in the making or a lesson. But, yeah, the big awesome. kind of long term is to kind of fun black film. So that's kind of like an underlying of all the, awesome. the content stuff that I'm doing. So long yeah, story but- long. No, it's great. I appreciate the details of that, you know, because uh, not everybody has read the book, you know, Crushed It by Gary Vee or will read it. But I appreciate you sharing that story because it's inspirational um, to me. And your story is inspirational because I love that you just did what was in your heart. 
because a lot of mm-hmm. us have stuff in our hearts, but a lot of us just don't get off the couch and do what's in our hearts. And to see that that seed, like you said, was planted and all of this has grown from it, you know. So I want to ask you, too, for other uh, millennials out there who want to make an impact in their community, what piece of advice would you give to them? Well, I mean, you kind of, you know, alluded to it a little bit. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to do what's on your heart. And the thing is, like, we have this incredible resource, you know what I'm saying, of the internet, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, you know, back in my day, you know, you had to, like, wait till the album dropped for the artist, and the artist had to go through the label, and you had to go through all these hoops and ladders to get an album. But now the artist has the control. They can post to SoundCloud. They can drop an album straight from, like, their own platforms and sell directly and get all the money straight to them. Like, there's so many resources now. And so you just got to, you know, pick up this. I mean, all right, so we're streaming live through our smartphones and IG TV, you know what I'm saying, like, or, you know, IG live, like, this is stupid, you know what I'm saying, when you think about the grand scheme of this concept, like, this is a dumb idea, you know what I'm saying, like, if you would talk to somebody 20 years ago and told them, me and somebody across the globe that I've never met will be on our phones talking to, you know, hundreds or thousands of people in our work and our, our messages would be spreading across the globe, they would probably look at you and be like, please excuse yourself from this table. You're an, you're an absolute fool. There is no way that if your work isn't on TV or isn't on some billboard or you don't have money for a radio ad that you would be discovered. Stop playing. Right. Don't lie to me. You're, you're saying like there's no way. So this concept in itself is foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this power. We have this me. So if you're <clears throat> a millennial or you're a baby boomer, whatever your thing is, you need to be using these platforms to your advantage. And for me, my thought process is if, like, when people, I want to say haters, but, like, thinking about evil people. Evil people work incredibly hard. And evil people or negative people or just, like, certain styles of people will never get off these platforms. They will post every fight. They will post every, like, drama. They'll gossip about their friends and family. And they'll use these platforms to release all the hate that they can possibly release. Nothing against them, not judging anybody, but the people who are not so much trying to impact the world, they don't mind using these platforms to spew whatever they want to spew just because they're hurting, hurt people, hurt people. So they don't mind using these platforms. But the good people, the people who have a message, the people who have a gift, the person who can sing like nobody's business, they're the ones, especially creatives. I hate creatives sometimes because we're the ones in our feelings, in our emotions, and we're like, I can't do this, and I'm not good enough, and I'm not Kim Kardashian, and I'm not a celebrity, and I don't have money. And they start using all of these excuses because that's what they are. And in the same token, they're your truth. So if that's your truth, and that's your truth. But they're really just an excuse to not excel and not to be great. And when you have, you know, saying like speaking about like Nipsey Hussle that just passed away, you know, yeah. saying who incredible activist and entrepreneur and leader in his community, he used his social media platforms and he would hop on these platforms to sell his products or to yeah. push his videos or to get his word out about what he's trying to do, you know, for the community. And so you can use the same tools to help build your empire or to stack your cheese or whatever you're trying to do, especially yeah. if it involves 
impacting other people. I mean, all of this stuff, this is all ministry. Like, my T-shirts is ministry, me on my platforms, and, you know, encouraging people to go after their goals and dreams. Even if I'm not saying, Jesus, 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 God, 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 and you're going to, like, die 100%. from something. Like, even if I'm not saying all that stuff, all of this stuff is still me being a light in the manner that I know that I was supposed to be being a light in, you know, saying whatever that is. And so I know that in the Bible it says you need to encourage people daily. So what do I do? I have my platforms and I encourage people daily, regardless of religious, like, intent. Like, I don't – I yes, it would be great if everybody became believers and started loving the Lord. But if I can encourage you, Muslim, Jew, gay, straight, like, if I can just encourage you, especially people of the culture, look, you know what I'm saying, I – actually want to big up black and brown people. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, like I love everyone, but I love my black and brown people. So I especially want to highlight them and I want to make sure that they know that they can kill the game and they know that they have opportunities and that they can use these platforms, especially if they have good intentions behind the use of the platform. Now I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you do need money eventually and you do need certain things in place and you do need connections, but you just heard the story of a guy who made a post that went viral, and then it yeah. became something later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did that with zero dollars in my pocket while sleeping on the floor of my bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not this millionaire. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a celebrity. I'm not all of this other stuff that people would say is the means to be great. I'm a guy in my bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see me right now. I'm not walking through my mansion. I don't have a party <laughs> outside. Like, I am in my bedroom making content, using my laptop, using my smartphone, watching YouTube videos and studying how to use certain gear, how to use certain equipment. You know, if you are trying to be successful in certain endeavors, that might involve you going to school. Yeah. You might not be able to go to a four-year institution or a huge university, find a community college and literally milk those colleges that you're at, those universities that you're at for every single resource that they're giving you. Because a lot of colleges will have like, Photoshop labs and like all these tools and you can check out cameras and all this other stuff that they were doing back at UF in 2000 and like five, six, seven ish, eight until I graduated in oh nine. Mm -hmm. I could imagine how many more resources they have now in 2019. But if you're in a college, that's the perfect place to start your brand. Like I think HP and Dell started in a bedroom, you know, wow. Steve Jobs started in his garage, like, you know, maybe these people and their families had money. Okay, cool. You can throw that out there and try to rebuttal me. But the fact is they still started wherever they were, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's just what you have to do. And so if I have to be your example of starting, like I always say, I'll post graphics on my timeline on Instagram. And I was like, <clears throat> to you, this is a bedroom. To me, this is my boardroom. So I need to start where I am. Yeah. And there's another yeah. guy, too. There's another guy I used to follow a little bit closer back in the day. His name was Mastin Kip. And this guy is like a well-renowned well -renowned public speaker. And he's like all over the globe with his content. He's traveling and he's international and has all these spiritual like healing and lessons and stuff that he does. But he said that like when he was coming up with content and he was making things happen, uh, he was living in, like, the pool house of, like, his ex-girlfriend's crib or whatever because he had nowhere to go. And he was, like, the pool house was probably, like, literally, like, a wall-to-wall, -wall, like, not a lot of space, nowhere to go, you know what I'm saying? It was, like, a shabby little, like, rinky-dink spot. But I guess he had a moment, like, a come-to-Jesus moment, and it, and God was, like, that's all you need, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I just give you 
this this small room with you and whatever smarts or capabilities that I've given you, I could have you impact the world. I can have you talk to millions. I could have you do stuff that you would never imagine you could do. And I remember watching that back in the day, and I'm like, man, if he did it in his pool house of his ex-girlfriend's crib, not even <laughs> sure how you end up living with right. your ex-girlfriend, but or in her pool house, that must be the worst feeling ever. <laughs> um, then I can definitely do that. Yeah. In my, you know, apartment that I'm in with three, four other roommates or whatever, yeah. making happen and doing whatever I can, you know, saying like living a unsexy lifestyle until I can get to where I need to. And then when I get, I still need to act like I didn't get there because I don't want to get too, too high and mighty. So once again, if you're a millennial, if you're a young person watching this or you'll stumble upon this. Um, because this is for you. If you weren't watching, you're not normally online. Like you found this by accident. It was not an accident. It was very intentional that you got this message. And so you need to use your resources, start where you are, go to your libraries. Like libraries are the most untapped resource in most people's communities where they have laptops and gear and tools and like all this equipment that they're spending money on, but they're like, nobody uses this stuff, you know what I'm saying? And you'll go to libraries and different like functions in your community that have these things built in, but you're not doing any research. You're settling in your truth, which is an excuse, but your truth, you're settling in your truth. And this literally like you pay 12, 15, 1600 for an iPhone, like yeah, over time, you know what I'm saying? But you got a $1,200 device in your pocket, an $800, $900 device in your pocket. It has great photo capability. Mm -hmm. It streams live. You got all these apps like Canva and Snapseed and, yep. and all these things that you can use. You can blog, you can post, you can create content from your phone. You can edit. Adobe Premiere has an app called Adobe Rush where you can literally edit and put all the talking captions and all your video content just like if it, as if you knew how to use Adobe Premiere. You know what I'm saying? Cool. And like these, these are things and tools that are there, but for me as a bootstrapper, I got to find all these tools to be great because I don't have the money. I don't have the resources yet. And so until I have them, I need to use whatever I have. I need to use my schooling. I need to use the local uh, libraries. I need to use every single resource I have. And you need to be kind to everyone you meet. My favorite quote is everybody wants to be the CEO, but the janitor has all the keys. And a lot of people don't realize that the people that you like are kind to and that you like from the secretaries to housekeeping to security, like those people end up getting you in the rooms that you are not supposed to be in because they just remember this one guy was kind to me. This one guy was, was not a jerk like all the other people. And you don't know that secretary or that security guard may become the CEO. And it might yeah. be your moment where you're applying for a job and they remember your name and you get hired, and you might not even ever meet that person. You don't even know what happened. But that was that interaction from a year, five years, ten years ago of you just being a good person and just making sure that you're treating everybody with the same flavor, not because they're this, not because of that. And that will help you get in the room. A lot of my connections that I've gotten is simply because there's just something different about that guy. Hmm. You know saying? Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, you're like, there's something about you. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, if you were to talk to me 10 years ago, I would have told you it's me. Like, I know it's not, you know what I'm saying, anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely God and whatever he put inside me. Because me personally, I'd rather be sleeping. I'd rather be chilling. Like, I'd rather be like 
just doing aimless things, but he put a lot of purpose and intention in me. And he gave me this, you know, weird gift of gab that most times I feel like I'm annoying people, but I use it anyways. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. these things given to me, I'm going to make moves with whatever I have. And then, I mean, I don't need to go to church, but like we've read the stories in the Bible, like people doing it with less and just staffs and like murderers yeah. and killers coming like the guys and the girls of the Bible. Like people now are looking at them like as pillars in the Bible. And it's like, if you go to their backstory, these were the worst of the worst. These were the people yeah. who were robbing and thieving and like, and Jesus rode with all these thugs. You know what I'm saying? So for me, <clears throat> I can do it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, my background isn't squeaky clean. I'm not this perfect, you know, of sorts. I ain't six foot tall. I don't got a full beard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't the sexiest guy on the block. Cool. All those great things I understand. But what do I have? I have heart. I have hustle. I have drive. And I treat the people around me, you know, God willing, you know, knocking on wood like that. I'm not just talking big about myself and I'm a horrible person. But I try to treat the people around me as well as I possibly can. And I try to love mm -hmm. on them as much as I possibly can. And those people helped me. Those yeah. people pushed me. Those people were the same ones I called when Essence hit me up and I didn't have any money for those shirts. My friends helped me. That's when I wanted to go to New Orleans to actually go to uh, um, Essence Fest, my friends funded that trip. My best friend bought the ticket. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, this is God and God putting people in my life to bless me because of the blessings that I've done and given out to people over the last decade or two. And whether I got anything back in return, that was not my intention. But he's going to look out for me because he see me looking out for, for his people and look and doing the best that I can with the small corner room, the bedroom that I turned into my boardroom and just increased my faith. So like, right. you know, on the faith side of things and the spiritual side of things, like you just need to actually believe that things can happen for you if you put your mind to it. Now, if you come in the room and you got this weak faith and doubt and all this stuff, like, yeah, you're going to sit there. I don't need to, I'm not going to like give you amazing faith when you're doubting God's power. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you act like he's that big, then you won't have to worry about right. how are you going right. to get in the room? How are you going to make these contacts? And you won't have to, you know, show skin and, and be funny or crude or like, ratchet you know what I'm saying once again not judging anybody but you don't have to look at everyone else and be like man you know what i'm gonna just do what they're doing because it's working no you can do your own swag do it your way and still make that impact now go study business go study marketing right. go study branding this stuff isn't just gonna happen only because your faith is big you need to actually have some wisdom behind it but you need to study. You need to find the free resources, find the blogs, find the websites, follow the people who are doing it well, and reverse engineer what they're doing. Figure out how they're doing it. Figure out how you can do it in your small way, and then build from there. So long answer. <laughs> but I do hope that like people understand like it's going to be a series of steps and formulas and parts that makes this puzzle great. Like you can't put a puzzle together with one or two puzzle pieces. It's going to be 35 or 300 or 5,000. And the pieces are just going to get bigger and bigger. But when they all come together, it's an amazing picture. So you just have to be patient, you know what I'm saying, in that process. And that sucks because I don't like being patient. But I understand the importance of it, though, and how that's going to get me to the next level. And usually when people are about to quit is when the breakthrough is about to happen. So Absolutely. I'll just leave that. Absolutely. <clears throat> Well, I appreciate you being on the show and, and 
what you're doing is inspirational, truthfully, to so many people um, in the black and brown community and people who are, aren't in the black and brown community. So thank you so much for being on here. Uh, people, please follow him, buy a shirt. I'm going to buy a shirt. I didn't buy mine yet, but I'm going to buy it and wear it and just appreciate you, man. So keep up the good work and we'll definitely stay in touch. I, I appreciate you. And yeah, anybody who's listening, you know, definitely reach out to me. Um, uh, I'll try to respond as quickly as I can. <laughs> um, if I don't respond quickly, I'll respond at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, people just need to believe in their dreams and believe in themselves. And like, if you believe in a higher being, God or Allah, whatever your thing is, like, trust that higher power can get you to where you need to be without sure. you have to like sell yourself short or do something that's just out of character. So, but that's it on my end. It's been really good. Thank you so much. You've, you've been a great, great guest to have on the show. And I look forward wow. to seeing all that you do in the future. Thank you. Oh, shit.